And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. An Iron Maiden podcast. <laughs> what are you at, Nesbitt? Uh, I'm going to do some it? non-album tracks. Non-album tracks. Yeah. Tracks that are not on any Tracks album. that don't appear on albums. So, so if you if you like these tracks, you can't buy them. Yeah, you can find them. You're out of luck. No, they don't appear on the studio albums. So basically, by the time we finish all these podcasts, I want to have every single song that Maiden's ever released covered. Yeah. So, well, on, the, on the old pie chart, what are we on now? Oh, I don't know. 70%. We're getting a good way through. 80%. Yeah, maybe 80, 70, 80. Yeah. We I'm already getting, did a I'm bunch. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> We already did a bunch of B-side episodes, a bunch of B-sides, and some of them were awesome, some were painful. I like to throw these out every now and then, you know, just go through a batch of them. Um, we used, we basically did a whole bunch of B-sides already. We used the two best of the B-sides CDs as a guide for that. Um, the two CD set, the best of the B-sides, which I have right here. Oh, um, wow. So that's the one. So the track listing is... These are the songs we've already done. Burning Ambition, Drifter, Live in 1980. Invasion, Remember Tomorrow, Live 1981. I've Got the Fire, Cross-Eyed Mary, Rainbow's Gold, King of Twilight, Reach Out, That Girl, Juanita, The Sheriff of Huddersfield, Black Bart Blues, Prowler 88, Charlotte the Harlot 88. That's the first CD. Yep. Second CD is All in Your Mind, Kill Me, Sesoir, I'm a Mover, Communication Breakdown, Nodding Donkey Blues, which I think was probably the worst <laughs> so far. But they, it does get worse. I Can't See My Feelings, Rollover Vic Villa, Justice of the Peace, Judgment Day, My Generation, Doctor, Doctor, Blood on the World's Hands Live, The Aftermath Live, Future Real Live in 99 with the Bruce version, and Wasted Years Live in 1999. Yeah, I want to hear Blood on the World's Hands. <laughs> like yeah, that's, that's a great song. That's a good tune. But we went through those B-sides, but there's still a whole bunch of songs. So now we're getting into the rest of the tracks that appeared like here and there so that eventually we will have every single Iron Maiden song ever released covered. Yeah. The one thing we're not going to do is live versions. They put a lot of live versions of songs as B-sides. Yes. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to get into every version, every live version of every song. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you know, obviously we're not crazy weirder than (laughs) Maiden. I mean, we're not going to, like, look in every corner, nook and cranny. I mean, we're not weird, (laughs) right? I mean, you're only sitting in a basement right now recording one episode of it. you got to draw the line somewhere, Nesbitt. (laughs) (laughs) got to draw the line somewhere. You're wearing Steve Harris's underwear right now. (laughs) Anyway, go on. So I scrounged up a bunch more B-sides that were not on Best of the Beast and a few rarities and a couple other tracks. We've got enough for a few more episodes. And if, yeah. So basically for completeness, so we can say that we covered every Iron Maiden song. Yes. So before we get into these. Because yeah, otherwise there'll be some guys like we'll run into it accounts and be like, yeah, you guys, your podcast is pretty good, yeah. but there's like eight tracks. You didn't do Virus. You didn't do Virus. Well, we did. but <laughs> We didn't yet. We, no, we talked about it. We talked about it. We didn't, we didn't actually, clip it. Yeah, talk. We mentioned track. it somewhere along the way. Yeah. But we haven't actually discussed it. Man, I feel it. like Blaze has by far the highest frequency of non-album stuff. Like, no question. There's the X Factor Off stuff. We'll talk about what You mean today. the highest quality? Like, quality and quantity. What quantity do you have? Other than like, they left four stuff. non-album tracks. Three B-sides and a virus. Exactly. Relative to two <laughs> albums. Yeah, I suppose. Okay. Yeah, they're a- and they're not covers. They're actual tracks. Yeah, Doctor like, Doctor is a cover. He did that. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And he did a few. He did my few generation. Live ones. <laughs> there's a, a few cover. live ones. Yeah, and there was there ones. was the two on that B set album we did. We'll wrap these yeah. all up and list them all off in a mega list when we're done yeah. every single one. 
There's three quality Blaze tracks, <laughs> including Virus and those other two, which we are. What you're saying is Blaze B sides are pretty high quality compared yeah. to a lot of the Maiden ones. And we yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't think of yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't had my beer yet, so I can't focus. But I, I can't think of a a good Maiden track that's not on an album that I've been arguing that has to be on it that's not a Blaze track. Prove me wrong today. Okay. The first track we talked about is gonna prove me wrong. But we'll yes. get into the beer first. Right on. Absolutely. This is another Kitty Vitty beer. It's a small batch, it says. It's the Berliner Weiss Sour Ale. Mm. So we've talked about Kitty Vitty before. Uh, they're a local St. John's Newfoundland brewery. Yes, and it's got a cool label. It's a cool label. It has a picture of, of the actual and brewery. And a sour. Yeah. 3.6%. So let's do it. Let's do it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Oh, we didn't get the synchronized uh, opening. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to redo this. Get another beer, reshoot the whole segment. I'm into it. Let's do that. Remember the Paul episode when we had to get like midway beers to get through all the songs? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. This smells weird to me. Was that the only time we've done? Well, the only time the only we've time officially we've officially had. A yeah, there's been multiple podcast. times where you were like, you know, <laughs> just remember the one we recorded loaded. Oh, the live one. Yeah, we had many beers on that one. Oh, that live one. Yeah. No, I mean the one we did where we got like super drunk and just started yelling at each other. No one knows, but oh, yeah, we haven't released that's it. Right. That's, that's a that's that's gonna come. There's a bootleg. The my my neighbor <laughs> recorded it. They called nine one one. And it's just like, you know. Yeah. We got in a big argument over Blaze Bailey because you didn't like Blaze Bailey at the time. And I thought he was awesome. Um, but you've come around. That was like a year and a half ago. It wasn't the first drunk argument I regret. <laughs> and it won't be the last. This is a strange beer. It's like a sweet and sour. It tastes oh. sweet, but then it has a sour. I can't get through the foam. Yeah, it's very foamy. Mm. Mm. This is weird. It's not like a sour. I like it. I don't uh, know what to think about this beer. <sighs> Well, let me see. You paid for it, <laughs> and it's good. Do you know what? Sour and salty, I can't have enough of. You know, this doesn't taste... This is almost sweet, like a sweet... I know, sweet. It I, needs a dose of it's salt. It's like a sweet, syrupy wheat beer. These sea salt beers, man, With I'm all sour over it. in it, yeah. All over it. Bring it on. All right, so let's get into these tracks. We'll get you back. said the first track, Massacre. Massacre. But isn't, is Massacre a cover? Where'd it come from? So Massacre is a Thin Lizzy... Yeah. Cover it. So Thin Lizzy is one of my favorite bands. I love Thin Lizzy. So this was a Can I Play With Madness B-side um, on a bunch of different formats. There's a picture disc, a 12-inch single. Uh, one of the CD, the versions of the CD single has this on it. It's from the seventh Thin Lizzy album, Johnny the Fox, 1976. Um, here's a clip of the Thin Lizzy version. <laughs> So Thin Lizzy, dual guitarists, Scott Gorham and Brian Robertson, they're sort of the template for the Maiden dual guitar harmony thing. 
very influential to Iron Maiden and Iron Maiden sound. Um, I'm a huge fan of Thin Lizzy, and uh, Maiden covering Thin Lizzy is like a match mm. made in heaven for me. This is awesome. Yeah. They're so no, they're no fat Lizzie, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> or tin Lizzie. Tin Lizzie, but. They're Irish. So. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. When people say anything about Irish music, I would say, because I always say how much I don't like Irish music. And I'm yeah. like, Except for Thin Lizzie. It's my version yeah. of Irish music. Maiden's version, very faithful to the original. Um, this is one of my probably top 10 Thin Lizzie songs. So when I hear Maiden doing it, it's just like, I don't know. I think this is their best cover and their best B-side of all time, by far. Yeah. What do you think? I love it. But yeah. I, you know, as soon as I heard it, I was like, this is so Maiden sounding. But I knew it was a cover. Yeah. And I don't know why I knew it was a cover. I think we've referenced it in the past. I have talked about it before, I think. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, I was like, that's a cover. So when in the intro there where you were like, oh, well, the first track's going to disagree with you. This is a cover. So that can't really go on an album. So yeah, that well, disproves that. Well, but people put covers on albums. That, but what just hit me now was that... So, my takeaways, I love this cover. I love yeah. this song. I think the drumming is especially awesome. I'm not too excited by the vocals. The yeah. riff is amazing. They've recycled this style in a few tracks. Like, this, this... Well, this is kind of like a galloping... Yes, it's so much a maiden style. And the lyrics are about, like, yeah. you know, it's about a war. Yeah, but the original Thin Lizzy clip you played before... Yeah. I mean, that almost sounds like a maiden riff there right yeah. at the end. Yeah, and that's from 76, so that's, you know, yeah. maiden was... Not real well. They're barely on the go. Yeah. So I I love this, but it's not a maiden track. Yeah. No, it's not. But no. it is a. It's a maiden B side. It's a yeah. cover. I wouldn't say it's the best cover because I still love the Zeppelin one. Yeah, you like that more than this. Oh my yeah. god, this one I think kicks that one. But best. you love the original too. It's true. It, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, like I love the original Thin Lizzy version of this as much yeah. as you love the original Led Zeppelin version. Yeah, I mean, my only knowledge of them is the radio hits, you know? Yeah. Like Johnny the Fox, or what is it? What, what is that song yeah. called? Because that one does play quite often. They don't play Johnny the Fox. They, what, what is, yeah, isn't it? You're thinking of uh, Boys Are Back in Town? No. Um, Jail. Oh, yeah, we went through this before. We yeah. talked about how big they were. Yeah. And there's all these songs that I didn't realize. Yeah. They're radio bait. Um, there's not that many. Thin Lizzy songs. There might be half a dozen that they play on the classic rock radio. They have full albums that are from beginning to end, like, awesome. Mm. I actually made you a Thin Lizzy playlist when you were on Google Music. Remember that? And it had five songs in it. Really? Yeah. But I couldn't find it because the interface sucks. Do you want me to pull it up on my phone right now? Not really, but go ahead. I'm going to pull it up just to You're going to do it anyway. Just do it. Just to prove to me that you invested in our friendship and I ignored it. <laughs> Just because if anyone's not into Thin Lizzy. Hey, Josh, remember that mixtape I gave you that you never played? You left it in my house? Yeah, it was, uh, sorry for that, awkward. So in case anyone's not into Thin Lizzy, mm. it's taking me a while to find this because I have like 300 and something playlists on my Google Music. Um, 
Okay, here it is. Thin Lizzy intro for Josh. So I put Massacre as track one, Emerald as track two, Genocide as track three, Angel of Death as track four, Suicide as track five, and The Rocker as track <laughs> you six. You know what I love? So the six tracks. I love, I love so the, I made you, because yeah. I was trying to get you into yeah. Thin Lizzy. Yeah. So I made a six song, because it's not too, six is yeah. a little chunk to, it's an easy chunk to like digest. Totally. So if anyone's not into Thin Lizzy, I just gave you six songs. Go listen to those. Listen to that playlist through like three times on Spotify or whatever you listen to. Guaranteed to convert you into a Thin Lizzy fan. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll take that challenge. Went through all the trouble to make the ultimate can, six song look, playlist. Put up the MP3s. I'm, I'm loading up for my Cuba trip. I'm doing a Desert okay. Island disc. So right. I will listen to it. But it's so funny because when you're when you're reading this, that you're looking at me and expecting me to go, oh, good one, oh, good <laughs> like, one. Oh, like, oh, excellent. <laughs> like, you know. Actually, that song, Angel of Death, if you look at Kevin Shirley's studio diary, <laughs> he actually references Maiden recording a version of Angel of Death, but it's never been released. So you should say when you're reading the diary, like <laughs> when, because that's definitely happening. I'm going to Cuba next. I mean, I got to take that with me. Next track. Next track. This one we actually talked about a bit. Ugh. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. But we're going to go through it for a complete. There's actually a great ramp up and a great riff and some some just a background. But yeah, like Nico turns into a joke. Was that our take last time? Well, here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. So the song is Hocus Pocus. Yes. The band is Focus. Yes. Hocus Pocus by Focus. Yeah. They're a Dutch band. This is the B-side to Different World. Uh, okay. I think the European DVD single has this as a B-side. Yeah. The original song is crap. It's like a rock song, but it has like flute and accordion solos. There's yodeling in it. The original... <laughs> here, I'll play you a clip of the original so you can see. The Maiden's version, you think it's bad. The original is even worse. Before you so, played that before, yeah, yeah. When we did the album, I did this. When we yeah. did Different World, I played this as the B side. Yeah, um, it's a lame track to cover. The original is kind of a joke, so Maiden's yeah. version is also a joke. You can see now, like, why Nico is like yelling all that stuff. They're replacing one form of like gibberish with another form of gibberish. Yeah. So, I don't know. Here, I'll play the, the Maiden version in case people are wondering. So that's super stupid, and I'll, and I'll explain why. I yeah. think, well, a it's, it's that's stupid to start with. It's 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 horribly stupid. But the problem yeah. is, is that underlying riff. Now, obviously, it's a cover, so they can only do so much yeah. with it. Is so stupid. I and it, it's so stupid to waste that. Yeah. So 
You I, could build an amazing rock song you around could, that riff. You could, and yeah. the, the pace on it's awesome. I was uh, driving along the other day, and I heard um, one of the you know one of the new club songs. But it just like, and then you know I I was reading about. I don't know where I was reading, somewhere online about how they go through these processes now. Like there's like basically just club DJs and that are slash producers and they're in clubs all the time and they find out what's what's trending. Okay. And then they like break a beak down and like when they get it like, you know, something that's awesome and it resonates and then they put like an echo track on. They're just like, this is awesome. It's like okay. manufactured. Yeah. Based Repeat on it formula. six times. Then get Ariana Grande to say something that's like da 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 And then get Nicki Minaj in on the end. And we've got a, this is going to go insane. Yeah, and it's got to be something like, I'm at the club. And then tied in the Instagram. See, I would take Hocus Focus. Yeah. Hocus Pocus by Focus over that any day. Yeah. Ex- except when Ariana Grande's on and you're at the club, you're going to lose your mind. when That's not getting played because it's garbage. I don't care I'll how right honest now, and true you are. That's any, bullshit. I would never set foot into any club that's playing Ariana Grande. Well, then you're missing out because she's beautiful. <laughs> I love her. She's amazing. Yeah, but I don't know, man. That kind of music, that manufactured pop music now. Just hey, like, it is what it is. It doesn't matter. It's like yeah, it's not about know. it's manufactured. I, don't like it. it's like, I don't know. There's zero soul behind any of it. Yeah, it's you, just like you like you like NFL. Yeah, you, oh, you got all these. Thing. You got all these different angles. How does NFL? It's all the same thing. Watching football have anything to do? They're manufacturing your enjoyment. I don't know. I totally disagree with what you're talking about. Same thing. Anyway. Anyway. We'll park it there. Ariana Grande is amazing. Uh, You just like what she looks like. I do. You like what she looks like. Yeah. And you got the hots for her. I got that. And you're turning a blind ear to the Not a blind ear. She's an amazing singer. She has an awesome voice, but her songs suck. Okay. I've only heard like two, so I'm just. <laughs> so I guess you're not going to me with with me to the next tour. No, <laughs> damn Tell it. Me out. No, I wouldn't go to see it. No, but look, what I'm saying is when you every got single one of those like songs that, sounds exactly the same because no, of don't. the process that you just said. There's a yeah. bunch of there's a couple there's a half a dozen producers that write and make all these songs. They slap them all together. They're they're manufactured to hook you in the first ten seconds, so you'll spend your ninety nine cents on the download. And then they're disposable, and forget about it, and you're on to the next one. There's no, yeah, no they, one's going to be listening to any of these songs ten years from now. Yeah, but the, like it's going to be like right said Fred. But well, we're so sexy. full of contradiction here. I mean, <laughs> they they write something that gets you and that drives you, and yeah, it's manufactured and strategic. Yeah. So but, what would you think if these guys like wrote a bunch of catchy songs and gave them the Iron Maiden to perform, and you're like, well, the new Iron Maiden album's awesome, but they had nothing to do with writing it. That's crap. No, but it's a different thing. The songwriting is a big part of what I admire about rock bands. But the thing is, is Iron Maiden is also, you have a certain expectation. Like, you have a certain If sound. I listen to rock music, I want to hear rock music played by the, a band that got together and wrote the songs. You just said you love Massacre. Yeah. They didn't write that. Yeah, but that's the cover thing Lizzie wrote. It's an awesome <laughs> song. It's like, that, that's the same well, thing. Well, that's why I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't say my favorite band is some band that all they do is play covers. No. I wouldn't be like, oh, this band is the best band ever. They play like all your favorite songs. I'd be like, no, that's yeah. But you've got you've got literally like Steve deciding what's Maiden and not. Yeah, you've got so many of them doing solo projects. Some of which tidbits get brought back in. Yeah, you get them borrowing from other genres. But the inspired. people playing the music are responsible for writing the music. Okay, well now you're just splitting hairs. I'm not. I mean, if you build. Well, it's the much... same reason that's what ruined Aerosmith is like bringing in all these outside songwriters and stuff. It's just all right. I, I can get that side of it. Yeah. My point originally isn't about whether or not. I don't want to go on a rant about no. how Aerosmith Aer... got ruined in. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Because Aerosmith used to be one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Aerosmith up to 1979. Yes. And then it's all downhill from there. I know. I think. Anyway, let's get. Anyway, back dude to the looks like a lady hasn't aged well. But anyway, go no. on. That's the. That's we won't exa- get that's into a that. Perfect example. My point is about. this: this track, if you took the yodeling crap that he does yeah. out of it, and you actually did something with it, it has a really potential. good riff. Someone yes. could steal this riff and write yeah. an awesome song about. Yeah. Like it's a really good riff, and they wasted it. Yeah. It's too bad Maiden didn't like do a straight up version. I agree. And just that yodeling part. Could we just put drum solo in there? Yes. The solos are awesome. The riff is really good. I don't know. I have a funny quote here from Kevin Shirley's website from his blog from March 18th, 2006. He says, we've cut 10 long songs for the new album, as well as four songs for B-sides, which show quite an interesting side of the band. These are great cover versions with a terrific and humorous spirit. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I can do without the uh, terrific and humorous spirit in Iron Maiden. I think that's what ruins a lot of their B-sides. I've gone back to the beer, finishing the can. This, I'm this beer, yeah. too, um, uh, as it warms up, it kind of tastes like homebrew with a bit of sour in it. Yeah. It has that unfinished homebrew. Remember, I got really into beer making there for a while. Maybe the person And I made a whole bunch up, of batches, yeah. and they, I, was, I wouldn't serve them to anyone. Yeah. Well, except for me and you, we drank a whole bunch and of And we gave a bunch of Joey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he drank all of the homebrew. Yeah, our buddy Joey will drink anything. But uh, maybe the person That's who wrote the like. recipe for this isn't the person who brewed it. <laughs> Zing and Nesbitt a joke within a joke I think people will agree I'm with me making fun exactly. of the fact that you said that about musicians I know <laughs> I like to I explain think these jokes if, so anyone, if anyone is listening to this and yeah. they think that Ariana Grande is better than Iron Maiden I then email Josh <laughs> I didn't say that at all I know I'm just kidding okay I'm taking I'm taking <laughs> pass Co- the, it's a coin flip pass the jam this is a Wildest Dreams B-side it's an 8 minute jam I assume they're making this up as they went along. <laughs> An eight-minute jam. Laugh <laughs> <laughs> on the puns. I guess it? it's a bit of a rarity to get like an insight into how Maiden sounds when they're jamming in the studio. Mm. But I don't think this really needs to be released. I don't think anyone really needs to hear this. No. Like, I can see sometimes you get stuff where they jam on a riff and they develop it into a song. And it's kind of interesting to see the process and the roots of the song. But this didn't turn into anything. They just yeah. kind of jammed and then they released it for some reason. Yeah, and the lyrics are what ruin it the most. Instrumentally, it might be a bit interesting to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, like, it's far from the worst as far as like B sides go. Yeah. But the vocals ruin any chance it has of being good. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I don't know why Bruce yeah. does this. It may be preserved, but it didn't age well. He's trying it's to a be little funny. Too, it's yeah. a little too spread out. <laughs> Are you talking, oh, these are jam? <laughs> jam puns. Okay, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I do get it. Uh, the song doesn't gel to me. <laughs> <laughs> the playing on it's pretty good. I should actually play it so everyone can hear it before we start talking about how horrible it is. So, I don't know. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. It's like, a lot of these B-sides 
it's like they have a song that's like half interesting to listen to, and then Bruce has to put this like try to make joke lyrics over it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he's like I wonder if part of him is thinking we're putting this song out. I don't want anyone to think that we're that this is like a maiden song, so I'm just gonna throw joke lyrics out on it, just so you know that this isn't like. Don't think that this is like what representative of us. This is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's sabotaging the track or something. Yeah, it's like they don't even want to do it. Or they're just making such a farce of it, then why bother? Yeah. Like, why not just do an interview or actually do, like, uh, a, you know, or the live version or something that's on the cutting room I said floor. this yeah. months and months ago on the podcast. If Maiden is desperate for B-sides, just put instrumental versions of all these tracks. Yes. I would hear an instrumental version of any Maiden track. Totally. As a B-side, and I'd listen to it all the time. I think it'd be awesome. Totally. You're buying real estate on a Maiden disc, and, like, we've got a, you know, we've we've been through so much, and there's such a body of work, but there's really just 16 studio albums, live albums, and the B-sides, and then there's the other stuff floating around it. Yeah. There's... A, like a lot of question marks and stuff we haven't heard that I don't want to hear this crap. Yeah. There's nothing in it for me. Yeah. I listen to this and I'm like, how is this eight minutes? Like, you know, oh God, it just makes me sick. But I'm like, this is, uh, I said this, I think on one or two of the B-side episodes mm. we did. This is one of those songs which I listened to a handful of times leading up to this. Um, I maybe listened to this like six, eight times tops. I'll never listen to this again now. I'm like no. done with it. We've I listened to it enough that I knew it. You know, we talk about it, we discuss it. I'll never listen to the song again. That's right. With the sheriff of Huddersfield, this will go on the shelf. Goes on the <laughs> shelf. Now this is these two, Hocus Pocus and Pass the Jam, are the low point in what we're going to cover today. These aren't the low. It gets far, far lower. Yeah. In a couple of tracks, the next track. This track's actually not that bad. No. I Live My Way. So this is another lost Blaze era B-side from the X-Factor Sessions. Was this a dropped X-Factor track? Uh, From the X-Factor Sessions, yep. Yeah. It's on the two-CD Japanese edition of the X-Factor album. Uh, That's pretty good, but not great. Yeah. We we covered it, though. Didn't we cover this during the X-Factor? No, we didn't. We didn't. We We talked about the other I really like this tune. Yeah. So it's pretty good, not great. For a Maiden B-side, it's good. Um... Yeah, I don't know, you know, Blaze, track, it's, it doesn't sound finished to me, I don't know. I like the non-distorted guitar that comes in on the pre-chorus, and the chorus is catchy, but there's just not a lot going on on this song. We've only got one lifetime, so make your life your own, I've lived a I can see why they left it off the X Factor. It doesn't fit at all. Yeah, but you don't know how far they went with it. I really like it. Yeah, I don't know. The course is kind of repetitive. Yeah. There's not much going on. But it's not bad. Solos are decent. I don't know. Do you want to hear the solo to the song? Yes.
So, yeah, so, decent solo. Yeah. And it is a good song. It's decent. Yeah. it's. N- I'm glad they left off the X Factor. It wouldn't have fit with the mood yeah. on there. Yeah, listening to that solo, I don't know. It, 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 it sounds a bit like Dave, but it could be Yannick. I think it's a Yannick song. I'm not sure offhand. But um, I think it's a Yannick and, and Harris song. But, yeah, the, um, I really like it. I think there's a lot of potential there. I think it's just, for me, It's I just love it because I'm, I'm always – looking at there's so much blaze stuff didn't make it on and maybe we yeah. have a better window it than we do the rest of the stuff yeah um i just feel like they could have pushed it rolled it forward like you know done like essentially with you know virtual 11 what they did with killers which was carried stuff over into the next album and um uh, i just feel like they could they could have improved that album with maybe not this piece but yeah there's three or four tracks i think that's a decent yeah. track it's decent it's just it's better yeah. than the worst track on Virtual Eleven. Maybe. Anyway, Maybe. I just think, but also by then, what would have been? Yeah, yeah, that's true. This could be a like good base for like an awesome track if they had mm-hmm. it like worked on it a bit more. I guess, but maybe they just yeah. started working on it and they kind of like gave up on their. Yeah. As soon as I heard Blaze again on not not album track, I was like, why are all these Blaze songs? Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of B sides you know. of. Uh, yeah, yeah, and once you start to get into Blaze, as I have, totally made the one eighty yeah. on it. Yeah. You start to love this type of stuff. I used yeah. to hate that. If I and heard that, that I live that way, I'd be like, that's not even made in the But sucks. there's not that much Blaze. And so when you do yeah. get something like this, you're like, oh, more Blaze. Because there's yeah. only the two albums. You, you should I mean? wind me up every time I say something like that. You should cue the Blaze promo. But yeah, now he loves Blaze. No, <laughs> seriously, like, uh, I would have hated that a year ago. Yeah. But now I'm like, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I like cool. him. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You live in your I turned you into a huge Blaze fan. Not a huge Blaze fan. I, I like no, Blaze stuff a lot. Yeah. You know, Silicon Messiah is what I think turned you into the biggest Blaze fan. Yeah, that's definitely. Awesome. That's my favorite by far. Yeah, that's good. He has more awesome albums too, which we will I eventually know. do someday. Oh God, someday. <laughs> so, do you remember when we did the Sheriff of Huddersfield on one of the B side episodes? Yes. And how horrible it was. So disappointing. Because and we such said, a cool concept. We said it was the worst Maiden B side of all time. Yeah. It's just like it's up there. Well, now we're about to top it by what I think is the worst Maiden thing ever released maybe so yeah. this is Bayswater ain't a bad place to be so this is the be quick or be dead single b-side yes it's a hidden track on random uk releases so you never knew if you had one or not uh like some cds did and some didn't some people got lucky i would buy the cd hoping it didn't have it that's exactly <laughs> it. this is the same single that had nodding donkey blues on it so they decide to punish the listener even more with this piece of, like, steaming crap. Like, listen, I've spoken to the bloke at the bloody off-license, and I've spoken to the minicab driver, and he thinks it should be called Blood, Sweat and Beer, and I think it's a bloody good Yorkshire title. And you, look, you get on with the bloody music and leave the important stuff like, uh, you know, the marketing and the design and the sleeve and the food and everything else to me. Look, I've got a lot better title. What about uh, LA's From Here to Eternity, or... Bayswater ain't a bad place to be. Well, I know Bayswater isn't rock and roll, Steve, but neither was Monterey until bloody Hendrix went there. The Eye of the White was never bloody rock and roll until the bloody Beatles went there. Well, I know the Beatles never went there, but it's all a bloody detail. Don't be so fucking pedantic. Oh, bloody hell. So this is like the Sheriff of Huddersfield Part 2, only way, way, way worse. 
Because Yannick is basically playing, like, an acoustic guitar, and Bruce is making fun of Rod Smallwood over it for eight painful minutes. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, and, well, my my leading comment on my notes here is no thanks. Yeah. But um, do you know what, you know, you da 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 with that strutting? Yeah. Do you know, what it al- you know what I always expected to kick into? What? I got a little clip for you. When JT brings the surprise clip. It's the third album by Millhouse Van. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is what it kicks into. About the house went blue. I come home one Friday. Had to tell the landlady I done lost my job. She said that don't confront me. Long as I get my money next Friday. Yeah. And, so yeah, George Thorogood that was. Yeah, I or John Lee Hooker. I don't know who who originally said yeah, it. Yeah, it's probably. everybody knows the the. Uh, yeah. The, the George Shorger version. Yeah. But a friend of mine used to play that at university all the time. He thought it was so great because it had like three drinks in it. I but, think that, that the lyrics, whenever they play that on classic rock radio, yeah, I always am like, the song is so long and there's nothing going on. Yeah. And I don't like the lyrics where he's like, I talked to my landlord. I said, I ain't going to pay yeah. the rent. But like, just the like, rent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is this song? What is it? But it's, uh, it's so pointless. A hundred times better than Bay of Water. Ain't but do you know what the ridiculous be. part is? Is as soon as I heard it, there's like he the guitar like because yeah. that's I, kind of I a got, generic blues riff. Yeah. Well, I got drawn to it when I was listening to this stupid song, yeah. this stupid Maiden cover, uh, Bayswater ain't a bad place to be. Um, when I started listening to this, the whole time he's like strumming, I'm like waiting it for he can, you know, yeah. one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, and then I'm like, oh my god, it's the same it underlying. Doesn't... And then I started to play it, and here's what hit me: I was like. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer is way more metal. <laughs> like oh, it's, yeah, it it's like way more. It's actually <laughs> it like I'm like, what is going yeah. on with this track that I'm just going yeah, off and I'm, yeah. and I'm finding some like washed up old honky tonk who's this, playing uh, actually playing. Well, the it's guitar. a pretty generic blues riff. You could probably oh, pull up like oh, of course twenty thirty songs with that same riff in them. Yeah, but like wait, that was the thing too. Like you know, my friend he used to play it all the time. Be like, oh, it's great. One bourbon, one scotch, and one beer. I'm like. You'd never drink those things, <laughs> right? I'll have a stout and an Irish whiskey, right, all day long. But I'm not having a bourbon. What is that called when you drop the? Uh... Oh, that's an Irish car. An bomb. Irish car. That's bomb. offensive okay. to my people. Okay. <laughs> now the Irish car bomb is like or a Jaeger bomb, but that, yeah. that's you know, it's okay. like basically there's a shot inside a beer, which is stupid. Yeah, I I don't get it. There's I'm way past had. the age of doing yeah, that. There's stuff. a whole bunch of different ones like that yeah. I've had before. But. Yeah. I don't need to get Yeah, why ruin drunk. your delicious stout yeah. by dropping liquor into it? Just yeah. do the shot and then drink this. Yeah. yeah. I'm all for like <laughs> all of these things, but don't drop the shot in. Like do mm. the shot separate and then enjoy your beer. Mm. I know. We're old <laughs> enough now, Nez, but we don't need to do this stuff. We just pay women for sex. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> joke number three. Anyway, worst maiden song ever, maybe. At least uh, yeah. Nodding Donkey Blues and Sheriff of Hutterfield had the full band playing and some solos. This is like acoustic strumming and it's oh, super boring. Nodding and Donkey it's Blues. eight minutes long. Yeah, it should have been. Why? Yeah, it should be three seconds. Anyway, horrible, <sighs> horrible track. That's the worst. You're right. You're it's right. Two thumbs down from us. You're right. I said Pass the Jam. That's up there. This is worse than Pass the Jam. I listen to Pass the Jam all day before I listen to this. That's true. Pass the jam. At least it's like focus. some guitar solos. Focus, focus by focus, or focus, focus by focus. So now I'm getting into some. This is good stuff, right? I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the Beast, possibly the best 
podcast in the world. So now I'm getting into some kind of, remember I said there's some B-sides, some non-album tracks, and some rarities? Yes. So I'm basically trying to cover every song that Iron Maiden has ever released. Yes. So this is the running free demo from the Axe Attack compilation. So I'll give a bit of history behind this. From the Wessex Studios demo. So they went to Wessex Studios the 25th and 26th of November, 1979. They recorded as a four-piece. So it's Paul Diano, Steve Harris, Dave Murray, and Doug Sampson was the drummer. And they recorded two tracks, Running Free, which was released on Axe Attack Volume 1. So that compilation came out before the first album. And this demo came out on that. And then later on, they reissued Axe Attack, and they used the album version. Warning, this album is loud and heavy. Axe Attack with UFO. Black Sabbath. Axe Attack with Gillum. Rainbow. Axe Attack with ACDC, Judas Priest, Motorhead, Whitesnake, and the best of the rest on this incredible album. Axe Attack from Cato. But this was released by Maiden on that compilation as the demo. Mm. And also they recorded at that same session, they recorded Burning Burning Ambition, which we already covered. We did that as a B-side, remember? That was the B-side of the Running Free single. Okay. We did that in one of our B-side episodes. Um, apparently there was also a Transylvania version recorded at these sessions, but I couldn't find anything solid about it. I know it wasn't released. You might see some bootlegs with a Transylvania demo from these sessions, but it's actually not from these sessions, from a BBC session. But I read somewhere in an interview that they did three songs there. But I couldn't find any track. Anyway, this is the running free demo of Maiden from November of 1979 with as a four-piece with Doug Sampson on drums. Spend the night in a jail Listen to Okay, so wind it back because I'm confused because I love these and I okay. want to get the context on them. So, so the timeline. So, yeah, when, when were these recorded? Okay, so yeah. I'll give you the early Maiden. Yeah. Like before the first album came out. Yeah. So, Space Word Studio demos. Yeah. Which are went on to become the Soundhouse tapes. Yes. That's the first thing they recorded, December thirty first, New Year's Eve of nineteen seventy eight. Okay. Then they recorded these demos that were ended up on the Metal for Mothers compilation. They recorded those October 24th, 1979. Then the first thing comes out, the Soundhouse tapes come out November 9th, 1979. So early November, the Soundhouse tapes come out. Mm-hmm. And then these two demos are recorded November 25th and 26th, 1979. 
Wow. So after they're done recording this, the next thing they record is the Iron Maiden album. Then the Axe Attack Volume 1 compilation comes out in early 1980. And then the Running Free single, then the Metal for Mothers compilation, and then the Iron Maiden album comes out. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was born the end of November in 79. Okay. So I was like, right when you were spitting those dates out. So this demo was being recorded probably when you were being born. Yeah. Yeah. But I love hearing all this really old Maiden from like pre. It's deadly. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's cool to hear that old, old Maiden. Yeah, pre first album. Yeah, so this running free version is yeah. awesome. Super cool. rough as a four piece, right? Yeah, it's super rough. I love it, but it also takes the bass, which is already really prominent in the song, but to another level. Like you yeah. just really notice it's just all bass. Yeah, and I just really love this track. It just makes you realize how much I love the tune. Oh yeah, it's a classic, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, it's classic. I love all this old Maiden stuff from the seventies. I do too. You can't get enough of this. Yep, love it. Next up. Next track is, it's kind of, I'm going to mention it. We're going to go through it pretty quick. There's not a lot to talk about with this one, but I'm going to, just to be, you know, to make sure we get every track covered, Dance of Death orchestral version. So there's a few of these in the Maiden catalog. They're basically identical to the album versions, but like they have these keyboard orchestra tracks and they're jacked up really loud in the mix. Yeah. Actually not really loud in the mix, slightly louder in the mix. I'm going to play a really short clip. Um, This is the orchestral version of Dance of Death, and you might be able to hear a lot of strings in the background, but uh, you might not even notice the difference between this and the album version. It's very, very similar. It's just a different mix. Fire did no hurt upon me As I walked onto the coals Then I felt was in a trance and my spirit was lifted from me and if only someone had the chance to win. so you can hear that's there's a lot of keyboard orchestra on that album and in that track but they just crank it up in the mix on this one that was a teaser yeah <laughs> you know that was a teaser they were just about to prance and dance Ariana Grande was going to take her shirt off <laughs> and um, prance and dance I'm glad you said that because I'll be honest, I listened to this a bunch of times and I was like, I don't see the difference. Unless you listen to them back and forth. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's a couple of these in the Maiden catalog. I'm not going to save them for another episode. I'm just going to run through them now in like the next minute to get them done. Blood Brothers, there's an orchestral mix. Same song. Why aren't we listening to that one? The strings cranked up in the mix. I wasn't going to play a clip because it's basically what I described. It's from the CD single of Wildest Dreams. I made a clip, and I spent a lot of time making this clip where I have the studio, the regular album version of Blood Brothers, and the orchestral mix, and it fades back and forth three times. So it starts off with one version, and then it fades in the other version, and it goes back and forth between the two versions. And I had it finished, and I realized that you can hardly tell when it switches back and forth. So it's kind of a waste of time. I wasted 30 minutes of my time, of my life. But here's the clip of Blood Brothers, the orchestral mix, fading back and forth between the album version and the orchestral version.
So that one, like, I don't know. Yeah, I could totally tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that one's covered. There is an orchestral. There's also a Passchendaele orchestral version. This is more of the same. I'm just going to drop the clip in. We don't really have to talk about it. You can actually notice a little bit different. The thing is, is these strings are there already. So they just crank them up in the mix and then they put it out as a a different version. again very similar to the album you can kind of hear the strings more in that one um i don't know either just just covering these ones yeah for completeness check them off the list no change um one thing about that song though it makes me want to go back and listen to dance of death again god i love that song Mm -hmm. when we did the dance of no not dance of death when we did the death on the road yeah concert yeah i like fell in love with the song all over again yeah so great Montesegur. Oh, yeah, that's a great song, too. Ugh. Next track, Women in Uniform. Yes. So classic Stratton era maiden. This was a single not released on the album, except the Australian version of Killers and on Live Plus One, yeah. which we covered Live Plus One in the Maiden Japan episode. So this is the plus one on the Live Plus One. Um, basically, the record company's idea, try to get a catchy single out. Um, apparently, the the producer produced and mixed this kind of behind Maiden's back to try to make it sound really poppy sounding. And Steve Harris found out and he like redid, redid it all by himself. And yeah, he was not pleased. This is a cover of an Australian band called the Skyhooks. So I'll just play you the original Skyhooks version before I play you the Maiden version. So that's the original. It just goes to show how uh, Maiden can take a song that like that and turn it into this, which I think is actually pretty awesome. So the Maiden Eyes version is like 10 times better. Yeah, it's better. I'm still not a fan of this song. I like it, but I think I like it because I like the video so much. Mm. The video for this is like classic, classic Maiden. And it's like some good like Dennis Stratton footage in there. Yeah. And uh, if you look at the video, though, you can see how they're all like rocking out. Dennis Stratton looks like he doesn't fit. And he was like, Mm. this is, I think the recording of this video is like the last time he ever did anything with Maiden. I think after they recorded the video, that was it for him. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, he got the boot. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's it's a it's a contentious song too. Yeah. Oh, I'm not fans. a huge fan of it, but it's, it was yeah. never on the album, so I'm including it on this non-album tracks episode. Yeah, it it, it I, basically my takeaway is is that there's some good elements. It's super cheese that I kind of like. Yeah. But at the same time, it's I'm glad it's not on a studio. Oh, I'm glad like, it's not. Imagine on the album if this too. was on yeah. like you know Iron Maiden. Well, Cash. where are you gonna put it? It doesn't fit anywhere. It doesn't fit. Yeah, but it, it's kind of uh, I don't know that little guitar part that I just played. Is the best part mm. of the song. The little, you know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Okay, so we got two more tracks I'm going to get through, and these are two more demos from yes. before the first album. So these are actually really awesome. So the demo versions, they were actually released on a rare version of the Virus single, September 96. It has like this Eddie on the front that looks like a blob of phlegm. It's like this weird virus. There's three different covers for the virus single, and this is one of the variants of the virus single had these two demos released on it. So it was released by Maiden. And they also came out on the Metal for Mothers, which I have upstairs on vinyl. It's a compilation of new wave of British heavy metal mm. songs that came out. Um, so these are recorded October 24th, 1979 at Manchester Square Studios, London. Um... So these are October 79. Soundhouse tapes were January of 78. Just to kind of put it in the timeline. Um, Let me just play a clip of them because these are awesome. I love hearing this stuff. So give me sanctuary from the Lord. really cool early version of Sanctuary. The band lineup, Paul Diano on vocals, Steve Harris on bass, Dave Murray on guitar, Tony Parsons on guitar, and Doug Sampson on drums. So this is like recorded Maiden with Tony Parsons as the other guitar player. So if you look on Wikipedia, it says these demos were recorded as a four-piece. Not right. Wikipedia is actually not right about that. I've read that many books and... When I was researching the early years of Maiden, I've read interviews, I've read a whole bunch of books. Tony Parsons, second guitarist, Doug Sampson is the drums. So they do Sanctuary and Wrathchild um, at the, the same recording session, Manchester Square Studios, the second thing recorded by Maiden after the Soundhouse tapes de- demos. Manchester Square Studios. Yeah, in yeah. London. In London, okay. Yeah. Um, they also did Wrathchild. I'll play a clip of the Wrathchild demo. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. 
So these were on the Metal for Mothers compilation. Came out February fifteenth, nineteen eighty, and then April fourteenth of nineteen eighty, the first Iron Maiden came out. So mm. this is more pre first album Iron Maiden. Yeah. So it came out on that compilation. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also released it on that weird virus single later. Sanctuary I like, but only because I love the song. But yeah. The Wrathchild is like the timing is slower and so bluesy. Yeah, I love it's the really way Paul like sings on this, though. I think I like yeah. it better than the album version. Do you hear the background guitar like way in the back there? Yeah. It just feels so different than yeah, the it is different. Yeah. Wrathchild, which is so pacey. Yeah. And uh, I love it. It's just a great take on it. Well, all of those early songs mm. were really kind of sped up as they jammed them and played them live over and over. And they got in the studio, especially if you look at that first album. They really ramped up the tempos on a lot of those songs. But uh, anyway, that's two more off the list of the non-album tracks. We're that much closer to completing, uh, you know, covering it's funny. every single Iron Maiden song. Yeah, it's funny when we look at demos, we think like, oh, they're re-recording, they're re-recording it. But the motivations at the time are like, we got to get in and record something. You get in and record it, and it's okay. And then you're playing, and you're getting bigger and bigger. And then you go like, and some producer's like, okay, we got a book here and here and here. Oh, well, we've recorded these. No, we're re-recording that. That's not good, right? Yeah, like, exactly. And yeah. then they're literally like, okay, well, we're going to re-record it again because this yeah. is not right. We want it now, and we want the new band, and there's rights and things. And it's so interesting to watch that like from our perspective we're like why they re-record it again why did it change why this yeah. but they were evolving like some of these demos are done yeah. as like you do a demo just to kind of get a version down while yeah. you're working on it a lot of the Maiden stuff they're like we gotta get something out so yeah. they just kind of get a, get some studio time record something yeah. get it out you know what I mean to get noticed and, and then yeah. they actually you know they go in you know, like January kids. 1980 they yeah. go into Iron Maiden or they go and do the studio and like record mm. Iron, the first Iron Maiden album, yeah. and that's when they do like the. It's almost forty years ago. Yeah. They're kids. Yeah. This stage. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Young. I love these tracks. I love the Maiden history. Yeah. That's I think that's my favorite part about Maiden right now is talking about all the old members because yeah, you're digging into it. Yeah. 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 I've I read. I spent that many hours reading and researching on like the history of Iron Maiden. Mm. I could talk to you. and I can do an episode now on like. Tony yeah. Moore and his keyboard playing. <laughs> okay. That's Wrap it. it up. We're done. Cool. Some more non-album tracks. So today we focused on basically B-sides, special releases, their own standalone singles stuff. I call them curiosities. Curiosities. Demos, yeah. Anything outside of the, basically the best of the B-sides. Yeah. It's not a studio album track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I like yeah. doing these every couple of weeks or months or whatever. I do throw out one of these like like the b-side episodes are fun they can be painful at times but yeah they're different I it gives you kind of a chance to yeah you know if we cover a maiden studio album except for no prayer yeah <laughs> we are usually it's every single song is awesome and we just talk about how awesome they are yeah so then when you get into this like b-sides and some of those rare stuff some of it's not very good mm. so Bayswater and the sheriff of huddersfield looking like <laughs> they're bad yeah, yeah. They kind of don't count or something, but it's it's uh, not always yeah yeah very few of them follow me after anyway even the good ones oh really because yeah. massacre is like one of my most listened to Maiden songs really <laughs> oh my god yeah I got to go away and make a playlist of all the boy stuff yeah 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 and I want to do all these live tracks yeah. I've got a bunch of live Blaze era bootlegs mm. that I should give you they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm not too excited about uh, the cover stuff, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, the Zeppelin one, fine, but even then, I'll just listen to the Zeppelin. So you want to hear 
Maiden play songs that they write themselves. Fuck you, Liz. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Oh, you bastard. This beer, I'm not a huge fan of. As it yeah. warmed up, it started tasting more and more like sour apple juice. Indeed. I won't be purchasing this one again. Or maybe that's what the style is supposed to be like. Yeah. Berliner Weiss or Weiss. I don't know how you pronounce it. Who knows? It's good, though. 3.4% uh, beer. Yeah. Nah, I'm not even finishing mine. This is so late. I'm going to be able to walk home. <laughs> this is the first time I haven't even uh, finished my beer on the podcast. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, good. Go to All Facebook. Right. Check us out there, TalkingMaiden.com. Yep. We have at least one, maybe two more episodes of, you know, eventually down the road. Of obscure we, tracks. Of obscure tracks that we'll yeah. get into. Before we get into our Ariana Grande podcast. <laughs> Josh going to start that on the side. Her. No. no. <laughs> our top 10 outfits. <laughs> top the 10 outfits. Choice Awards. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Did you know when she when she liked this guy's post, she was still BFFs with this guy. And she know, was dating. Do you know my kids watch Sam and Cat on Netflix, which is the... I don't know what that it's is. It's like some kind of Disney kids show that Ariana Grande was the main character on. Oh, I can't remember if she's Sam or Cat, but my kids watch it. They love Ariana Grande when they see her. They're like, oh, it's, uh, I think she was Sam. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. All right. TalkingMaiden.com. Get us there. If you have a comment, leave it on TalkingMaiden.com slash talk. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops. Mm-hmm.